Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? I am Noah, and I am joined, as usual, by my lovely wife, Liz. Yes. Hi, yes, Liz. you are. <laughs> yes, I am. How are you? It's a loaded question, my friend. It is. Do you really want me to know or want me to know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to know? Or are you sure, just like, well, I yeah. can just be like, good, I'm good. This will be, be topical for uh, if people listen to this episode later. Hopefully it'll be topical. If okay. Everybody doesn't die and this craziness doesn't go on forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how are you? I'm a little spooked. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because of the corona. <laughs> Virus. The COVID-19, of course. So you're actually... Isn't so everybody? Are you actually spooked by the virus itself, or is it more the all-encompassing shit show that's ensued? It's probably both, but maybe a little bit more of the all-encompassing aspect. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get sick. I don't want my friends and family to get sick. But right. we could get through this and none of us get sick and still deal with the repercussions. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we are right now. So I don't yeah. know like who like because right now I think it's per state. So where we are yeah, in Indiana, so. the schools are closed mm-hmm. and the bars and restaurants and clubs mm-hmm. are closed. And then I think various businesses are choosing to shut down, but I don't think right. they're being mandated to. Or changing or limiting their hours or mm-hmm. different things so, like that. So that's where we are. I don't know In, in how, Indiana, by the way, if you Yeah, I said know. that. Okay. Um, But yeah, as a reminder, we're in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So I don't know... Um, Which last I looked, I'm sure the numbers have changed since then, but we had less than 30 cases and two deaths. Okay. In our state as of now. Right. Of COVID-19. Right. So um, I forget where I was going. I don't know. So I'm I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so it's been a stressful year for us and especially for you all together. And you've been dealing. Me. Yeah, me. Yeah. (laughs) You, yeah, you, Liz, not you, the listener. And uh, you, the quit head, I should say. Um, but so, yeah, and you've recently realized that maybe anxiety has been taking a bigger toll than you realize. And that's kind of a new thing on our radar for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, this is not helping that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So without going deep into it and getting too political, yeah, we, well, especially me, maybe you sound like you may be more 50-50, but I have basically, not that I'm like, oh, I'm not in the demographic of people who should be scared of the virus or anything like that, but just looking at sheer numbers and how many people are infected and things like that, I'm not actually that concerned for my own personal safety or even spreading it to my parents who are over 70 and things like that um, because not that many people have been affected infected and so the more the thing i'm more worried about is the long-term implications how many you know smaller businesses are going to be hurt by all these closings and things like that how it's going to impact the economy and those kinds of things so those are the that's the scarier part to me I am skeptical, even though they say that, um, I don't know what this is based off of, but I've heard them project that probably 
75% of the population will come in contact with COVID-19. I don't know how they came up with that number. I don't, uh, I'm not a scientist, but I don't necessarily believe that. And I would not be surprised at all if we got through this whole thing and not one person that I know uh, became infected with COVID-19. So I'm more concerned about how this is going to change policy and other things like that without, again, without getting too political. And like martial law scares me and all that kind of bullshit. And thinking about the small businesses. So where we live, we have restaurants that we love, like that are local exactly and i just don't know like so right now the i actually i'm not sure how long the ban is for the food if they're just mimicking what the schools are doing or not um so a lot of them are offering i think right now it's not mandated it's just play it by ear oh well the yeah the no dine in is no mandated, but i don't think anything else is mandated as far as i know Right, I know. I'm asking how long. Do you know how yeah, long the mandate I don't for the know. restaurants? No, I don't know. Um, well, so anyway, a lot of them are offering delivery and pickup, like curbside pickup, so that they can kind of stay open. But again, I don't know if that's going to be sustainable for, like, I don't know how long right. that is. So, like, my mind, how it works, thinking futuristically, like, that, I'll think about that. I'll think about we could come out of this to more normalcy in, in like, months and some of our favorite places might close. Yeah. Depending on how how much they're going to be getting business. So, anyway, I'd like to just put that plug into, like, if... If you're able to, uh, you know, our listeners out there. Yeah, if you have local places you like. See if they uh, see if they offer pickup. Yeah, we even have a delivery. Thing. What's it called? What's the waiter on the to way? go Fort Wayne or something like that? Oh, there's a Facebook page Facebook that someone page created. It has a long list of every place locally that's offering the carry out or delivery. Yeah, and so if you're on Facebook, like in your local towns, mm-hmm. it yeah, might be worth looking thing. into. Yeah worth looking into for sure yeah and then there another thing people are suggesting is like buying gift certificates now for food that you'll eat later uh you know to help keep them able to pay their employees and rent and things like that so yeah i think about that kind of thing and it makes me really sad like because yeah that is a reality i think for our small businesses around town right well i mean the way the free market works is if you know of course, we pull for all the places that have our favorite food and they're um, kind of hindered a little bit by the way taxes and things like that are set up. But I mean, to be perfectly honest, the way it'll work is the people that haven't planned contingency plans for, you know, not that you should have to plan for your business to not <laughs> for be a able pandemic. To, to shut down for 14 days for a government overreaction. Um, but I mean, the ones that are have a financially stable plan will stay in business the ones that don't might not and then they'll be replaced by other small businesses other people who were able to weather the financial storm a little bit better during this time and take advantage of the opening in the market so while we mourn each place that we love that goes out of business here and there which they do anyway in normal times outside of strange things like this that hole will be filled by another company that we also have a chance to love so true we don't really know personally a lot of like the business owners or anything 
and the only reason i mean so we love the places because we either love the ambiance or we love the food or a combination thereof but we're not like emotionally tied to any of the owners or anything like that and maybe that sounds harsh to say but um i don't know where you're going with this well i'm saying like if if uh junk ditch closes closes or something well you know that sucks but like it's not like a personal like right we don't know anybody right so it's not like somebody that we know individually is being hurt it's more like we're crossing like a handful of items we can't get anywhere else off of our large menu (laughs) yeah but and then like i said they're in raises an opportunity for someone else who fared better during the financial storm and planned better for it and you know might be able to survive something like this and uh, could use that opportunity to jump into the market and maybe they'll have even better food you never know yes so but <laughs> so i'm way saying to yes, not there's... care about our restaurants what i'm kidding way to not care oh no yeah no but yeah do all those things to support them um if you know if they've been serving you above and beyond what you think you pay when you go there which you wouldn't keep going there if that's not what you thought uh then support them and if you can't do that or like i know some places too that are doing gofundme pages so you don't even have to get the food you don't like so i mean you'd have to do your research and see but there's been a handful of restaurants that i love here in town and they've posted that they're Mm -hmm. having gofundme pages where the proceeds go to their workers who aren't working right now because they they're laid off essentially um they're just not needed so like so it's it's their hourly staff that are suffering and i don't know why why do you have that face oh no i'm just thinking well so because of the timing it makes it kind of funny that i i guess i kind of have an announcement oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah speaking Um, of hourly workers you mean uh uh-huh i forgot we haven't talked about that on here i forgot it too so because of the shit storm of circumstances this year beginning basically is all this year beginning with us getting sick and having the flu liz missed some work we got some medical bills and this was all coming in the time where um i knew from january through may basically was my time to really build our monthly cash flow uh, because our reserves from our ibc accounts that we're using is you know our buffer zones getting low and so we this is like the time when we had to be really cautious and careful and then in that time (laughs) oh my gosh we lost income and accrued a lot more bills and then this whole shit show came up so uh, about maybe three weeks ago I started looking for part-time work. I know if I had a little sound effect, I'd, I'd do the, aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there we go. So I am going to be doing some part-time work. And what am I doing? You you want me to really t- say it? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, you're going to be delivering pizzas. Woo! Which I'm actually moderately i don't know if i'd say i'm excited for it but like it sounds totally (laughs) for as long as it's open i guess i should say yeah until they get shut down by the federal government but no so i looked online and pizza delivery persons (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, make 15 to 20 dollars per hour it's an opportunity to uh well let's just say that not always 100 percent of tips are claimed um Mm -hmm. for tax purposes not of course that i would ever do something like that but 
that's a rumor that I've heard. And then, um, <laughs> and so I'm actually, uh, I just got hired at Pizza Hut. I'm going to start on Monday and, but they're very flexible with hours. Like I'm wanting to work only 20 to 25 hours a week or something like that. So I can continue to work on and grow our personal business. And so while I wouldn't have scripted this, I'm feeling pretty good about it. It'll give me an opportunity to listen to, you know, podcasts and audiobooks when I'm in my car and kind of participate in agorism. And if you don't know what that is, maybe I'll put a link to it. It's very, mm-hmm. Maybe we should have an episode about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how yeah, long we can intelligently a, talk about agorism, but we it's might a, have to do research. It's amazing. Um, it's an amazing concept, and uh, I won't get into it now. Good. So, <laughs> get on with it. Yeah. So wow, that that introduction discussion went on longer than I thought, but desperate times call for desperate measures, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'll note too because you didn't say this. Thankfully, right now, my work is staying open, but right. to help keep us afloat, they've cut oh, the part-time. Give a shout out if you want to your to your business. We can link to it. Okay. Yeah. So I work at, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I've ever even mentioned exactly where I work. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so I work at United Art and Education and the website is unitednow.com, which we'll link to. And we sell, gosh, like it's. It's, well, art and education supplies, but there's toys, there's games, um, kits, like it's a lot of crafts and... It's like anything you can imagine for, like it says, art Mm -hmm. and art-related education type stuff, all the way from K through like going to art school. Like we as art students, I used to get supplies from there too. But it's also like real education supplies too. So, but mostly they, uh, it it stops around fifth or sixth grade um so there's like there's like actual like math workbooks and okay and language workbooks and like real school stuff like that just teachers like classroom elementary school teachers use so there's a lot of good resources um a lot of schools are closed right now so i'm shamelessly putting a plug (laughs) for my company yeah um our uh, right now, our physical store locations are open, but um, if that changes and we're allowed to keep our warehouse open, we're still going to process online orders. So you can shop from the comfort of your own home, and uh, I'll be on the other end processing yeah. orders. Um, so and yeah, it's and nationwide, fun. right? As yeah, nationwide. Order, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or even probably international, right? Not international, not international. actually. Okay, okay. Um, not even to Canada? No. No. Mexico? No. Puerto Rico? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) U.S. only. And actually, uh, well, if you live in Alaska and Hawaii, then it's really expensive to ship. But Mm. I think you're probably used to that if you live there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're still open and it's, um, but we, uh, the management decided to cut part-time people for now. And then my regular 40-hour week is going to cut to a 32-hour week starting next week well actually kind Mm -hmm. of this week maybe two but um that'll go until the middle of april like april 13th or so when schools are supposed to be getting back in session Mm -hmm. so right now where we are the schools are having like three weeks off um because and like Mm -hmm. part of that is great because it's their spring break yeah but um so they're extending it and i think when it gets closer to that date we'll all reassess and like see if schools are going to be open see where i mean i who knows what will happen in a couple weeks but who knows the plan is we'll resume regular function on like the 13th of april yeah 
So temporarily my hours have been cut, which again, it's nice that Noah will be making a little extra side cash. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm still trying to build cash flow through our business. I just sold our fourth property this year, which still is lagging, but all things considered, not too shabby, I suppose. So Yeah, so what are. are we really talking after about? Our Even brief, <laughs> after our our brief sidebar. Yeah. Um I want to talk again, once again, about IBC, which, if you're not familiar, (laughs) and all the people rejoiced, yay, (laughs) Um, it's the infinite baking concept, once again, and so- Back to rear its ugly head. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. So, (laughs) I, I- I gave you a little, I, I told you what I wanted to talk about a day or two ago. And so I don't know if you've been thinking about it at all, but I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What? Yeah, because, well, so I actually recorded almost an entire episode by myself, but I ran into a wall because Uh-oh. I need to, it was really hard just talking by myself. So what spurred this is I found a new podcast that talks about it that is, it might be my favorite podcast about IBC, even though wow, I don't know if I knew that speaks really highly uh, because so Robert Murphy has the Lara Murphy report with his partner Carlos Lara, and that's where I first heard of IBC. And I met Robert Murphy in person. Uh, He was on the cruise that we went to. Uh, He's an awesome dude, knows his shit, PhD, everything. Super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and knows it inside and out. In fact, I. I bought a book of his that basically is the continuation of the idea of IBC and more or less it's a rebuttal to every question you could get about why you wouldn't do it. Like ranging anywhere from like, you know, I'm too old or I'm too young and I don't make enough money to why wouldn't I put this money in a bank account or why wouldn't I put this money in an IRA and those kinds of things. Um, And that's called... I can't think of it offhand, but I'll, I'll link to it. I'll link to that book. And then the other podcast I really love that talks about it is my own life insurance agent slash financial advisor, who I have a pretty good relationship. I've never met him in person, but we've video chatted. He's been on my podcast. I've been on his podcast. We've talked quite a bit, like dozens of hours. And uh, that's Wealth Without Wall Street. And that's Russ Morgan. He's my guy. And then his partner <laughs> is Joey Murray. And that's an excellent podcast as well. Um, but this podcast that I just started listening to is called Banking with Life, and the guy's name is James Nethery. And I never heard of, I never heard him before. Uh, so what I did was I I went into my podcast app and I searched Nelson Nash, who's the creator of the concept, and he was on a few episodes. Nelson Nash, who, who passed away last year. Um, but he was on, he was interviewed on a couple episodes of this guy's podcast. And so I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. So I went back to the very beginning of his podcast, which started just like last year. Oh. Um, but they have a lot of content on there already. I think they come out every week and their podcasts are like 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes, something like that. And so there's a good wealth of podcasts on there. And they just, he has a really great partner his name is i think ryan is his first name but uh, it's griggs and then he's had some other people on there oh there's this one dude on there that was just spitting fire and just like really? made so much sense and like did you me, even tell me about this podcast because i feel like i might not have didn't know you stumbled upon a brand new awesome podcast yeah uh so the dude's name is it's probably the 
One, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The tenth episode, if you're going chronologically starting from the oldest one. This guy named Ori Hampel. Uh, he's a doctor, and I, the, the way they just describe it makes so much sense, and it, like it's clarifying it enough that I'm... Even for you, who I feel like you know it and can talk about it really well. I know, but this yeah. is like, you're well, saying... I thought so, too. So This like, is even like above that this is yeah so like for someone who doesn't do it i'm probably in like and this is not to brag it's just how little people know about it i'm probably in like the let's say 90th percentile of being able to explain what it is and how to use it mm-hmm. which is pretty good um and then you in a room full of people who've never heard of ibc you're the expert by like a mile and me you yeah yeah that's probably true yeah and and then so and then i don't know the range of our listeners but our listeners may be more the the room full of people so i'm curious to hear like your explanation of it without my assistance no okay because because i've just clarified some things and really the most of what you know about it is what i've told you so it will also help highlight what i've like (laughs) my missteps and like the ways Mm -hmm. i've been explaining it wrong because there's this dichotomy okay. that I didn't fully appreciate the difference between, which is a bad way that I still usually describe it. Oh. And I've, I've made mention of it recently, but I didn't realize how encompassing it was of how to like the wrong way to describe it to okay. someone to try to get them to do oh, IBC. And I remember you, you talking about that too. And I can't remember what it was. And it, I remember when you said it, it almost even didn't click for me. Yeah. About how you think about it. Well, I can tell you it's not a whole, it's not okay. a total blind test, but the, the thing that I realized recently is to not think of it as an investment. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, would you say wealth management? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Okay. So, yeah. T- so tell, tell people <laughs> what, what I IBC think it is. is. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this isn't too embarrassing. I know. I know. All. No, I know. I know. So, if I were to describe it, t- to describe it to my sisters, let's say. Okay. Yeah. This is this is probably what I would tell them. Okay. Um, so first I would say the goal of it is to become your own banker and not have to rely on a bank to loan you money for like a car. People might go to a bank to get a car loan. Mm-hmm. So the goal is that you would have this account, which I'll explain. Yeah. B- but for the purpose of borrowing money, mm-hmm. but it's borrowing your own money and paying yourself back that money. Okay. Instead of a bank doing it. So right. for me, that's like the goal or part of the goal. That's like, okay. ideally, that's like kind of an end result of like when it's all doing its thing that it's supposed to do. Yeah. All right. So I believe it's a dividend paying life insurance. That's right. Policy. You miss one qualifier. Oh. Whole. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Dang it. No. <laughs> Whole yep. life. Okay. Yep. Um, and do you know, so there's one of the dividend paying whole life insurance. That's right. Um, do you remember what type of insurance company you should be seeking out? No, I think I know what ours is, but I, well, you know, the, I know the name of not it, not the name. I'm, so there's different types of, yeah, that one. I don't think I know mutual. Oh, but isn't ours called pen mutual? It is. Okay. So, so I almost, I didn't know I knew. So maybe I 
I should just let you go through the whole thing. Well, I just, I'll probably forget if I let you do the whole thing. So the reason you want mutual. <laughs> so okay. well, you, you kind of covered it kind of. So dividend paying, you usually only receive dividends from a mutual company, which means mm -hmm. the members are part owners. That's mm -hmm. why you mm -hmm. seek mm -hmm. a mutual company because uh, they'll yeah. give you dividends. I would not so, have known that nor explained it to my sisters. Yes. That so, part. The, but, but you're saying for our listeners, yeah. If you so the shorthand is dividend paying. Most likely, you're only getting dividends from a whole life or from a mutual company. So you you kind of covered it without knowing you covered it. All right. So sorry. Continue. Okay. So now, then now the other thing I the I would tell them is that somebody you have to find somebody who knows what this is to set it up. Mm -hmm. And we already have a guy, so usually I recommend him and Perfect. say, hey, go talk to Russ Morgan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he'll talk to you answer any questions you have and you don't even have to pay him to answer the questions yeah and then so i remember that the other part was that it is a as being a you know a whole life insurance it's on mm -hmm. a person so like for you you had to do like a physical yeah i think so they do like like what you would for life insurance policy um and then they come to your house they actually came into our house yeah. they weighed me they, I don't know if that's every single one or not, but... You'll have to do blood work. Yeah, they might oh, not all come to your house, but that's okay. usually what they do. Um, and then, so that all gets... So assuming that all is set up, like, so for us, I believe you worked out kind of what you wanted to pay, right? Kind of right. like that. So it's not... I mean, it's it sounds like it's highly customizable as it far is. as that goes. Yes. So I would tell them that. Like, so mm -hmm. basically, you're you have now in place, hopefully, you're life insurance policy which is worth a certain amount correct do and you remember what that's called it's worth you mean a certain amount when i die correct do you remember what that's called just two words it's okay if you don't No. death benefit oh yeah no i didn't know that yeah um so you have that so that's yeah like how much it's worth and so then we pay a monthly premium on it that's right and that goes into it mm -hmm. like right that's like you're paying every month depends what you mean by it goes into it like isn't it adding up kind of in there like so yes and no so we actually so this mm. part you probably wouldn't even need to explain you've said pretty much what i was going for like okay, so, so you're describing mostly, oh, okay. mostly i might have you talk about a couple other things but, okay i mean well and plus obviously i want you we're talking to each other so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so there you have a premium which doesn't add up it doesn't do anything but keep your policy alive so Oh. That's the premium. That, but what builds up your cash value, which you're going to use to borrow against for what you were talking about for a car or whatever, uh -huh. that's called your paid up additions rider. Yes. PUA. And different companies which can I call knew, that different I things. I could have called that. I could have brought that term up actually. Yeah. But I wouldn't have remembered exactly that, that that's the difference and that's what that was. Yeah. So that's like, that's a an optional thing. Like I can stop paying that if I want. It just means the amount of money that is growing in there that we can borrow against will stop growing. Well, it'll it'll grow at 4%. It won't grow 4% plus what mm -hmm. I'm putting in there. Right. Um, so yeah. When, I guess in my head, I was thinking the premium is everything rolled into one. Like we pay mm. every month this amount, which is everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we have a monthly payment. Part so, of it is the premium. Part okay. of it is the PUA. Okay. So I think I was in my head thinking the payment yeah. is also just like the, like they're in, or they're exchangeable. Right. And you're telling me 
for clarification, they're not. Right. If you stop the paying premium the premium, is separate. But we, but we see it as one, don't we? Is it not? No, no? not actually. No. Well, so it gets withdrawn at one time in one lump sum from our account. That's what I mean. But when I look on my Penn Mutual account. It has it separated right, each month. Right. But I'm saying if you're looking so, yeah, at your it bank. Comes, it comes out as one, one lump. One lump. But it right. is. But all, all our bank says is like bill pay right. or something like that. Part of the lump is the premium. Part right. of the lump is the additional paid up rider. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah, I still think even after I rethought it like for a long time when I was like, oh, I've been thinking about it wrong and describing it wrong. Like you're not supposed to think of it in a, as an investment. I think I still was doing it more than you should so thinking about it as an investment yes so i didn't realize how much i was conflating that it's really you can only think of it and talk about it one way at a time so there's there's a part of it that acts like an investment but that's not ibc that's just your your whole life account okay that part of it has many aspects that are like an investment okay but IBC has nothing to do with that. Okay. IBC like as is, a process, as a IBC is a process. Uh, uh-huh. Dividend paying whole life insurance is an account, and it also makes me want to read. There's another Nelson Nash book called Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, and I'll link to that. And I have not read that, and I want to read it because that's part of the that's a that's a stepping stone in the whole process of IBC is that to have one centralized place for all of your funds to do things out of and the parts of it that act like an investment of course are going to have benefits over time but that's not if you start talking about it that way that's like where you're going to lose people if you're trying to convince them to do IBC Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitMyJobShow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.